The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Pierce Doherty is with me as Sinn Féin TD and the party's finance spokesperson today. They have published their alternative budget 2024. Pierce, you're very welcome to studio. Um, how would you describe your alternative budget? I think the Taoiseach is talking about a child poverty budget. Is that what he's planning to deliver? That's what he's planning to deliver, child poverty budget, children okay. front and centre. Well, look, we've, we've seen uh, how unfortunately some children are treated and, and um, the, the fiasco and the scandal that's uh, emerged from the Temple Street and, and, and the fact that so many parents are waiting for years in terms of scoliosis. So it's easy to come up with a slogan, but what we're looking at is actually making long-term uh, investments and delivering real change for people. So our budget is is probably three main focuses. It's a housing budget, so it tackles, it meets the scale of the crisis in terms of the housing crisis that we have, in terms of affordable homes, um, the ability for people to you know, rent a house at a reasonable cost uh, and also those who own their own home and are now paying really, really high interest rates. Uh, it deals with the issue of the cost of living crisis and supports for workers and families there through a suite of different measures from energy to fuel uh, to payments for social welfare payments. And, and third, it, it invests in the future, particularly in two areas if I can single them, single them out and that's in relation to health, uh, building capacity and recruiting the staff that we need in terms of our hospitals and also primary care uh, and the third area is uh, or the second area in that is um, is climate change and there's a huge uh, uh, investment being made additional investment of 540 million euro in climate change making some of the initiatives that are there more accessible and affordable to families uh, and also encouraging people to make the transition uh, to 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 greener uh, type of fuels but no increase in the carbon tax now the carbon tax um, the is carbon supported by almost all climate change lobby groups. Look, you know, the, the question and is... I'm probably playing a fast and loose with almost. I'd yeah, say all. Look, and I've, I've spoke to some people, including as recently as today in relation to this here. The issue of climate taxes, the government argue it's the way we can fund these type of measures. We are just showing in our alternative budget that you don't need to punish people by pushing up the price of petrol or diesel at a time when it's really, really high already, or home heating oil where it's going, it's rising again, um, to fund proper climate investment. We are showing how you can put 540 million euro additional investment, making uh, the transition easier, affordable, uh, and in some cases 100 percent supported by the state uh, to families without actually punishing them the other level. And we've had the experiment of pushing up prices. We've had petrol and diesel up at uh, €2.20 last year. We've had home heating oil go through the Mm. roof. It didn't stop people driving their car because people still need to get to work. They need to drop their kids at school. They need to get to the hospital. What it did was it made them poor. Sinn Féin have the right plan for this and all those uh, climate activists have the wrong idea. No, what we're saying is that behavioural taxes work when there is an alternative that is affordable and accessible to people. And the, the issue here is that the look, look, let's look at the, what the government have done. They've been very successful in increasing ca- carbon tax. They've done that every year. OK, so we've got the seventh highest carbon tax in Europe, uh, yet we have the highest emissions per capita in Europe. Six countries grew their emissions in the first quarter of this year. Ireland was one of those. Like, we're breaking all the wrong targets. And the, the focus needs to be not about punishing people through carbon taxes, which is kind of nearly the easy route to take and say, we're doing something about the environment. Okay. Knowing that actually people will not stop getting from A to B using their cars, what we need to do is make 
the investment that actually delivers real structural change in relation to how people heat their homes, how people get to A to B and how we invest in in the type of energy that we need in terms of the future. Well, you mentioned housing, cost of living and health as well. And it's a comprehensive document. It's the guts of 50 pages and people can go to the Sinn Féin website and read it in its entirety if they want. So we won't go through all of it. But uh, let's start with housing. I mean, what is the, 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 the headline feature of your housing budget? Yeah, well, the the key d- measure in terms of our housing budget is that we are providing the support and the funding for an additional 7,300 homes. So that's d- above what the government targets next year. So the government's targets are 13,700. We want to bring that up to 21,000. Why? Because we're in the middle of a crisis and it is a real emergency for people and it's having a serious impact on, 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 on many sections of society. It is also now an issue in terms of the competitiveness of the economy. And there's not a business organisation I go to, whether it's dealing with people in FDI or a local chamber of commerce in a rural area, that they don't say that housing is the number one issue on their agenda. So Sinn Féin are making the resources available, but it's not just that. It's, it's, we also have a plan and Ona Bryn has has spelled out that plan in terms of supporting, unlocking some of the the, the, the the delays in relation to housing. So beefing up on board planning, beefing up the local authorities' planning units, making sure that external bodies who feed into the planning process are able to are properly equipped to do that in a timely manner. Mm. Um, but also reducing the, the delay, the length of time it takes to get a, a project approved. So you can go for 24 months with the Department of uh, Local Government waiting for a project to be approved. And in the middle of that there, we're dealing in our constituency the office with families who have nowhere to go bar emergency accommodation. On the cost of living what do you plan to do? So there's two parts to the cost of living. So we recognise that the government in last year's budget um, for, for this year didn't provide adequately for, for, for households and families. So we need an in-year budget. We need an in-year expenditure. So we have a package of 1.35 billion euro uh, between now and the end of the year and it, that takes the shape over a number of lump sum payments. So the Christmas bonus would be paid which is now normal uh, every year but is never provided for in a budget. But the, the Christmas bonus would be paid. We'd also have a double payment of child benefit. We'd also have of, uh, bullet payments or additional payments for different categories of people from pensioners to carers to people with disabilities so those with disabilities would get 500 carers 400 and different categories of supports for different people to help them through this this period probably from the long term uh, in 2024 what we're looking at is a, a major social welfare package that supports families including pensioners but also so that those those payments range from 10 euro up to 20 euro depending again who you are again families with disabilities it's €20 Euro per week, mm. uh, those on uh, weekly social welfare payments, it's, it's, it's €15 Euro per week. But there's other measures in there. We want to reduce the cost of your energy bills. So right across Europe, that countries right across Europe, governments right across Europe are intervening. Germany, for example, not a left-wing government by any uh, shades of opinion. Uh, they basically intervened and says, look, we're taking the price of electricity back to where it was before the crisis. And we're going to ensure that all of our providers provide customers with this price. Um, and we're going to do that right throughout 2023. And we're going to do it right throughout the first quarter of 2024. Netherlands are doing the same. France, other countries across Europe are doing this type of model. And this is the model that we would introduce here, which is bringing prices back to where they were pre-crisis period, right up until um, until. April of and then of next what year. the government pays the difference to those energy suppliers 
the, the government makes up the difference only of the cost of supplying the electricity. So again, these models are done in countries across Europe. So it's not about you know bonanza profits for companies. It's about how but much it, does it, it do, cost? It does remove the incentive for those energy companies to reduce the cost of supply, doesn't it? If they know the government's just going to fund the difference, no, because they don't they do, they don't profit from this here. So there's no incentive, and they they sorry the the energy companies only get the price of what they're buying it from the wholesale market. So if the wholesale market are selling it cheaper to the supplier, then that's what government will provide them. If they're charging a higher rate, then they're making a loss. So there's an incentive there for them to pass on the reduction in the wholesale market. And we expect prices to continue to to decrease. And do you allow those private energy companies to bake in a margin, a profit margin? So the way it's costed by the independent parliamentary budget office is it would be looking at the margins that was there before the crisis. So it's not any of these super margins that we've seen since in the last two years as a result of of the the energy increases. Um, Some of the other cost of living measures, I mean, would you describe them as Sinn Féin taking the government ball and running with it? So reductions in government reductions in VAT and electricity will extend that. Government reduction in excise and petrol will extend that. Government cutting the price of your bills last winter will do something similar. Government reduced public transport fares will extend that as well. Well, first of all, in some not, I mean, it's a long, it's a long, long way from the idea of Sinn Féin as a radical alternative. Well, look, you know, our job as an opposition... a bit different from the current government. Our, well, I would argue that that's completely different. And some of the rhetoric that we hear How from government... How is it completely different? To li- you literally list the things the government have done in your alternative budget and suggest you're just going to keep doing them. Well, no, for example, if you look at the, 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 the record of the doll, in terms of petrol and diesel reductions, it was Sinn Féin that forced the government to the table in relation to that policy. The government weren't touching that policy. We put down motion after motion, vote after vote, to reduce petrol and diesel and force the government into our territory. For years, the government... were the public would suggest it was public pressure that well, forced the government. And, and the public, that's, that's fine in relation to that, but let's not suggest that it was government and we're following or tweaking it. In relation to uh, renters' support and the renters' credit that they introduced, they argued black and blue in relation to supporting renters and we forced them into that position. The problem is, is they're making a bags of it because they will not freeze rents at the same time. So you're giving in one hand to a renter and then the landlord is taking it off through increased charges uh, or increased rents in the other hand. And there's a number of other measures. Mortgage interest relief. Again, our job here isn't just to say this is what we will do in government. It's to force government onto our territory in relation to a number of these proposals. But anybody who looks at our alternative budget and looks at the ambition uh, and the scale of ambition in terms of tackling the housing crisis, investing in health in terms of 1,800 additional beds that we need and the support staff that we need to deliver it, looking at the type of proposals that we have in terms of climate change, for example, half a billion euro extra going in to support uh, workers and families in making that transition, we'll understand that this is a far cry from what the government are are offering. Can can you explain just how mortgage interest relief, how you will stop um, uh, people in, uh, kind of how would I describe it, people who don't need it benefiting from it? Mm. Well, look, they, they, there, This is a broad base. This is a broad base uh, attack. So, look, we had mortgage interest relief in this state right up until three years ago. Okay, uh, the Minister for Finance, M- Michael McGrath, used to be a champion of of mortgage interest relief when ECB rates were very small. Indeed, Fine Gael, when they first came to office, introduced because it was supposed to be phased out. Yeah. They introduced, they uh, reintroduced yeah. mortgage interest the relief. The history lesson is great. No, How no, but, will you but the point is, the point is, who are living in huge homes and have massive salaries but their mortgage interest rates have gone up are not going to benefit from mortgage interest rates. Well, they will benefit from mortgage interest rates. And what, I'm saying, to, what I'm saying to you in this here is that Fine Gael were proposing mortgage interest relief when ECB rates were zero. Zero. They're now 4.5%. They've increased 10 times. So people but need that support. One, but you're the one proposing it today. So why should so, that millionaire 
in a mansion get mortgage interest relief? Because that is the best way to apply mortgage interest relief. But that millionaire in the mansion will actually pay a higher rate of income tax because you will see that we have a different way of dealing with high wealth in the, in the state. So therefore, there's a 3% solidarity tax in relation to incomes above €140,000. So this is the mortgage interest relief is a support for everybody who's seen their mortgage interest increase over the last year. The central bank tells us 40% of people have seen it going up by €3,000, 20% by €5,700. The government have come up empty-handed for these individuals. We're saying there is a way to do this, temporary targeted and, and focused on 30% mm. of the interest that you've, uh, you've additional interest you've had to pay uh, between now and July. Um, as the man who would be finance minister, um, if things went your way, um, kind of stepping back from budget 2024, how... Concerned are you about kind of looming storm clouds? I'm gonna. I'm, I didn't want to reach for that metaphor, but I've done it. You know, kind of talk of slip into recession, a dip in corporate tax receipts, and you know the the infrastructural constraints as well that you mentioned that I think even yeah. government would acknowledge are there. You know, certainly around housing. Yeah, I think. Look, if 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 history or indeed the last five years is to teach us anything, we need to be prepared for the you know, the things that we don't even see, the pandemic, Brexit, all of these things can have an impact. Uh, obviously, in relation to, uh, we see reports today in terms of the, the economy and the economy is still growing and it's planned to still grow next year. But crucially, what we've done in our alternative budget with, with supporting households, with building the houses that we need and investing in the future, we still will have a surplus of over 8 billion euro next year. We have a surplus and even with our additional supports between now and the end of the year, we'd have a surplus of over €8 billion Euro this year. And that's really important because it is important not to do what Fianna Fáil did in the, in the past where when I have it, I'm going to spend it. We need to be recognised that some of this is volatile and therefore no core current expenditure. So the, the money that we're using to fund our hospitals or to pay social welfare payments or pensioners should not, be, should not come from what is volatile corporation tax. Here's Doherty, Sinn Féin TD and the party's finance spokesperson, Pierce Garmila. And thanks a million for coming Garmina into a studio as well. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.